Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, Do You Believe? Today, we got a probably pretty short episode for you today. I got a couple things I want to touch on, and then we will get into um, kind of what's to come in the following weeks here. I took last week off just to, you know, there's not, to no surprise to anybody, there's nothing really going on um, tennis-wise, score-wise, anybody playing-wise in the tennis world. Um, the last, not, before last episode, I had quite a bit of uh, guests on, um, kind of a hodgepodge of a bunch of different people. You know, I had some people I worked with at the U.S. Open, some people I taught summer camp with, and just kind of everybody else. And so I think I'm going to start dabbling in some of my older guests that I had um, that were in some of my first episodes within also getting new guests. And so um, I will be working on those in the next you know week into the next month or so. But right now it doesn't look like tennis is going to be coming back anytime soon. So with that, I'm just going to kind of jump into some things I have to talk about today. A lot of it has to be on social media. I'm just going to say right off the bat, if you're not following like the ATP tour on social media, if you're not following like the US Open, Roland Garros, the Grand Slams, you know, if you're not following them or the tennis channel, I'm just going to advocate for them right now. Um, you should probably follow them if you want to keep up to date with what's going on in the tennis world. Um, there's stuff you just can't talk about. And a lot of it is there's a lot of really good videos out there. And there's also a lot of good like challenges that they're putting out there. Um, a lot of them that you just need to see to kind of understand what they are. And so that's why I'm kind of just telling you to go follow those accounts, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter or even Facebook, because they do have um, little fun games or little fun mind things that you want to think about. Like one was, hey, let's uh, quarantine in what house? House one, two, three, four, five. And in each house was, you know, Rafa was in one, Djokovic was in one, Federer was in one. Um, They're kind of all just like fun stuff like that. And then they're also, they'll show highlights of different people on their birthdays and I just want to tell you, you know, you're probably not getting the content out of podcasts right now in the tennis world, maybe that you're looking for. And the content on social media where you can actually see what's going on is probably the content you want to look for. Um, Although I'm going to run through some things today, um, I just thought I'd throw that out there because at the end of the day, we all just want to be involved and want to be interested in what's going on in the tennis world and and be kept up to date with what is happening and those accounts really show you what's happening around the world and words can't really describe what those videos are. Um, I want to start off with some harder news on um, on today. And one of them is uh, Dominic Team. Dominic Team. there's a recent article um, that I saw out there. And I guess Novak Djokovic met, he's the He's the president of the ATP Player Council, called for the players to contribute to a fund set up by the game's governing bodies. So pretty much some of the, you know, players that are more, you know, established, have a little bit more money, are going to put money together to help support some of these, you know, lower players that don't make a lot of money to help support them during this time. Now, I saw this on CNN Sports. Um, It just popped up on my timeline Um, I I just searched it on Twitter and I found it and I kind of saw the article of a different kind before, but this is the one I'm looking at. So it's on CNN Sports and it kind of just lays out 
what they're talking about. Um, you know, it says tennis has been suspended since mid-July, and they're trying to fight the coronavirus pandemic and the effect that it has, or the effect that it has on tennis players. And, um, you know, what uh, what Novak Djokovic said, um, sorry, not Novak, what team said is no tennis players fighting to survive, um, even those who are much lower ranked, um, none of them are going to starve, saying they probably make enough money. Now, now, another reason I saw this is I was just listening to an Instagram live with uh, Andrew Krasny and Renee Stubbs, and they were talking about all things tennis, and they kind of brought this up, and they brought up a good point. Um, they do understand where team is coming from, um, where he doesn't necessarily want to give his money away to some of these younger players because he does believe they're not starving. These younger players are still making good money on the tour or, or enough to, you know, at least let them live. They're probably making more than the average people their age if they're, you know, younger 20s. But, however, he said, I don't really see why I should give such players money. I'd rather give money to people or organizations that really need it. Um, he And then he also he goes on to say, there are many, many players who don't put – who don't put the sport above everything else and don't live in a professional manner. Now, I also get that. Um, and then he said, um, he kept going saying, none of none of us top players got anything handed to us. We all had to fight our way up. I don't have the, I don't have the guarantee in any job that I will do well or, or, and earn lots of money, end quote. So pretty much he's saying, I don't see the point in giving these players money. Um, he also said we didn't, you know, none of this was handed to us. We all worked really hard for this, and he also sees that a lot of the younger players don't put in the time and energy that you know some of these top players do to get where they are, and that's why they're not making enough money. Now I get it, but um, I really get his stance and where he doesn't want to necessarily give his money because and at the at the end of the day, what I really like about tennis is tennis is a sport where you don't make guaranteed money. You don't have guaranteed money unless you know sponsorships and stuff like that where you could get it. But at tennis tournaments, you show up to the U.S. Open, you're not guaranteed to make any money, really, if you're, especially if you're a challenger. But, you know, you're guaranteed to make the money that you get there. But also you got to pay travel expenses, team expenses, physio, you know, coach, trainer, all that stuff. You have to pay all those expenses. So you're not really netting a whole lot of money in that aspect. And nothing's also guaranteed. So I understand where he's coming from when he talks about, you know, none of us have it handed to them. You know, why should we why should we be able to give these players who don't maybe necessarily live in a professional manner or just aren't as good, why should they get the money? And I get where he's coming from. I don't know if he necessarily should say, um, you know, make predictions about these other players. But at the end of the day, it says the Austrian has earned $24 million in career money, according to the ATP. ATP um, and that's what CNN said. But... I get it. It's it's a hard argument to make. He does say that he'd rather just give um, give it to people themselves or organizations like people who are really poor, you know, living on the streets who are losing their jobs and aspects of like they own a business or store. Um, and he says, you know, I don't know if people on the tour are really necessarily struggling. Um, it's a, it's a hard conversation to make, and it kind of makes team look like the bad guy. But at the end of the day, he doesn't make terrible. He doesn't make terrible stances on this, and it really makes sense. Um, some of the stuff he's saying now, it does say Nadal and Federer backed it, but also they they make more, like $24 million a year, and 
the uh, Austrian and Dominic team has made $24 million, nearly $24 million in career prize money total. So um, it's kind of different there. Um, hits different for both. Um, but at the end of the, and at the, end of the day, um, we'll see where they go from here. And uh, I'll keep you updated on future podcasts. Um, let's shift a little bit. Um, like I said, I was listening to Andrew Krasny and Renee Stubbs talk about um, they were just answering questions on Instagram Live, which is a good platform to use. And I've seen a lot of players have touched that platform over the last you know month or so in order to connect with the fans and really answer any questions that fans or just people have in general about the tennis world. And they got an interesting question. And the question was, do you like pre or post-match interviews more? And both of them unanimously agreed that post-match interviews are better um, for multiple reasons. And it brought up, you know, a good question. Do we just get rid of the pre-match interview? I mean, what do you really get out of it? So I'm going to go out there, work hard. The other player's good. And I'm just going to try to win this match. Um, You know, you're not going to say your strategy and what do they really bring to the sport? I think they're interesting pre-match interviews, but you can almost predict exactly what a pre-match interview is going to be. Um, hey, Federer, how do you feel about playing Nadal today? Well, you know, you know, Rafa's a really good competitor. He works really hard. He's got a big lefty spin. His forehand, his backhand is really good, and it's just going to be a good challenge today, and I'm really looking forward to it. Boom. I mean, it's going to be something similar to that, almost from all players. And they question, just get rid of the pre-match interview in general. Um, yeah. I, I would be totally down with it. Um, I think hearing from the players is nice, and it gets people a little inside of what they're thinking right before the match. But right before the match, you're not caring about this pre-match interview. You're going to give them probably the shortest answers you can, nor will you really care about these pre-match interviews because you're really focused on what's going on on the court. And so that's what you're really dialed in on. Um, and so I don't really – I'm down with getting rid of pre-match interviews. Now, they propose something like, well, would you want to do it right after they warm up early in the day? You could, but sometimes they're not going to do that. I say these players sit down with um, – I say these players sit down with the announcers pre-match, maybe hours before the match, and they just give them a little insight to the match. You know, uh, you know, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this. And it's going to be on TV, so there's not even going to be like – the players' coaches aren't going to see it, and by that time, the players can't coach, or the coaches can't coach the players anyway. So I think that'd be a very interesting way to do it. Just sit down with the players early in the day, five minutes. Hey, what are you thinking about this match? You know, I'm thinking this, 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 this. Boom, they can announce it. Chris Fowler, you know, Renee Stubbs, anybody, ESPN, whoever is on the call that night, Steve Wiseman, they can announce what the players said earlier to them during. You know, right away. I don't necessarily think they need to do pre pre match interviews anymore. Um, I totally get it. The players don't like it, and from a player standpoint, it is the last thing on your mind. And sometimes you can even tell with those players that they just really, really, really don't want to be talked to. Um, we're still talking about Instagram Live a little bit. Um, if none of you have seen the exchange on Instagram Live between Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, please go see it. It's so funny. I was sitting on it for a while. And then Andy Murray was just trolling them both in the comments. And Roger Federer got off it. And Rafa was supposed to go on with Andy Murray. And he could not find Andy in the request. Like, it was comical. And it was just a close-up picture of Rafael Nadal's face. And he just couldn't, like, he couldn't find Andy Murray. <laughs> I think eventually he got off and then got back on. But it's comical. Um, if you want some good comedy, go check out um, how Rafael Nadal 
tried to get um, Andy Murray on and how long it took him to get Federer on. It was on memes everywhere. It's pretty funny. Instagram Live still. Uh, Venus Williams is still working out with people. Um, it's really interesting to see, actually. Venus Williams, I talked about on the last one, went live with Grigor Dimitrov. And this time, she actually went live with uh, Rob Gronkowski, Gronk of the former New England Patriot, retired, now got traded from the Patriots to the Buccaneers. If you want to know more about that, go to Believe.com and find a podcast either on the Buccaneers or the NFL. I'm sure they've been talking about it nonstop for the last couple weeks, actually. But um, And Venus Williams brings out her um, her trophy from the U.S. Open Championships when she won the U.S. Open, and she's doing like side lunges and using that as weight. And then Gronkowski brings out the Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy, and he starts using that. And it's just comical how they're using um, social media, and especially Venus is getting people outside of tennis. She had Grigor Dimitrov, obviously, but bringing people like Rob Gronkowski, that brings a whole new fan base into tennis. And Venus Williams and the Williams sisters, Serena as well, and more tennis players are starting to get like that, but they are sport icons, not just tennis. And I think that's what's so special about them. And now they're getting people outside of the tennis world involved in tennis. And I think that's really cool um, and something special. And really look out for Venus Williams on Instagram. And you can see she does, uh, I believe they're daily workouts and she brings other people in on them. I want to end with this. I've been seeing this everywhere. And it's, you know, if you could pick your perfect player what would you have, you know, the forehand, the backhand, the serve, all that stuff. So I made up my little mosh posh one myself, and I want you guys to see. Um, you can go along and find them, and I'm going to put this on Twitter and stuff, and you can see if you agree with, with what I say. Um, if I had to pick an ideal forehand, Juan Martin Del Potro. I mean, give me a break. Duh. He's got the best forehand in the league. Um so I'm going to pick Delpo. He's my forehand guy. Backhand, kind of mainstream, but Novak Djokovic. I'm going to go forehand, Juan Martin Del Potro. Delpo, the joker for the backhand. Serve. Now, this is one I dabbled on for a while. I really didn't know where I was going to go with this. But I'm going serve, Nick Kyrgios. Um, the way he handles his serve. He can do whatever he wants with it. The versatility he has um, and just the natural ability of his serve. I'm going there. Um, I said hands like, uh, at the net hands, you know what you can do with your hands. There's a lot of good ones on, on the tour, but there's just one guy that, um, never ceases to surprise me when he's at the net, Roger Federer. I mean, you can't go against the goat on this one. Uh, hands wise, he's got the best in the league. He's, you know, they're nice and soft, touchy. I like to call them silky mitts right up there in the hockey podcast. Unbelievable. Like appreciate that reference, but silky mitts right at the top of the, right at the top of the net, right when he's, uh, right when he's there on the service line. So I'm going to give that one to Roger Federer. You can't go against him on that one. These other two are a little bit different than actual, you know, strokes. I'm going to go agility. Novak Djokovic. I mean, the way he moves, I would, it was hard between him and, uh, it's hard to go between him and Gael Monfils. Um, Monfils was a close second, but still the way that Novak moves around, you can't beat it. And then I'm going to go mindset, Rafael Nadal. I mean, Nadal's got the best mindset on the league, the way he plays his competitive nature, everything. So let me just run through this again. Like I said, I'm going to post this on Twitter. So if you want to, you know, reply back who you think it is, go ahead. Forehand, Juan Martin Del, Juan Martin Del Potro. Backhand, Novak Djokovic. Serve, Nick Kyrgios. Hands, you know, hands at the net, soft volleys, good volleys. Roger Federer. 
Agility, Novak Djokovic, Mindset, Rafa. Um, if you want to argue with me on these, please do. Um, I believe, you know, the serve one was up in the air for me, and um, the agility was up in the air between Joker and Monfils. But at the end of the day, I went with Joker because just the way he plays, and he's a little smaller, so he's a little bit more shiftier. But like I said, next week, I'm going to try to get a, another guest on here, and throughout the next however many weeks, I'm going to you know keep trying to get guests on here, keep you entertained, um, keep the conversation interesting before we get back to tennis. I know it's going to be a while. And um, until then, enjoy quarantine. Stay safe out there. Um, if you get the coronavirus, please you know try not to spread it the best you can. Um, I'm, I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and right now, we have some of the epicenter of the coronavirus, as some may say, with uh, we had a pork plant here get pretty infested and we've got a lot of cases over the last however many days, um, you know, or weeks. So um, please stay safe out there. Um, if you want to reach out to Believe, you can reach out at Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V, not only on Twitter, but also on Instagram. You can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo, J-A-C-O-B-C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O. And if you'd like to listen to any other of their podcasts, I know there's a Believe in uh, American Tennis where it focuses just on American Tennis. You can go there at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. For now, stay safe, stay inside, stay home, stay healthy, take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.